Thank you for listening to the Matt's Movie Reviews podcast, available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Also, please follow Matt's Movie Reviews on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Reddit, Instagram, and MeWe. And of course, be sure to visit mattsmoviereviews.net for the latest reviews, top 10 lists, and more. Now, on to the show. I view him as a little brother. So you literally grew up with somebody like you grew up with them in the family. It's showtime. It's kind of interesting to have done the voice of something that is actually a bigger star than you are. The slasher genre was ready for a burst of new blood and Chucky supplied that in spades. It was a new kind of horror figure. Those movies were about the villain many movies later and now a television series. If you got asked to do a Chucky movie, you can't really say no. I was thrilled to be injured and throw acid in my face even better. I just had a ball. You can ask your dad. Your dad is always, <laughs> always in the corner on the floor. We're the ones bringing him to life. And you have to really find a collective mindset to make the character work. I set out to meet all these people surrounding the franchise whose names had been a big part of my childhood, but I never had the chance to meet. You know, all of us were like a, a family. So there is very much a wonderful familial flavor to it. <laughs> to be a part of something that so many people love is really surreal. For such a large group of people to be invested in a story that has been told for over 30 years, and to be a part of that is truly special. I am Chucky, the killer dog, and I dig it! Hello and welcome to the Matt's Movie Reviews Podcast. I am your host, Matthew Perkovich, and this is episode number 521. Releasing April 26 on digital in Australia and New Zealand is Living with Chucky, a documentary that delves into the Chucky horror franchise that is home to the horror classic Child's Play and the current sci-fi TV series Chucky. With its engaging interviews and behind-the-scenes insights, Living with Chucky presents how it takes a community and indeed a family to create a movie, especially in the horror genre. And joining me now is the director of Living with Chucky, Kira Elise Gardner. Kira, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, thank you for having me. You know, I really enjoyed Living with Chucky. I get a lot of documentaries set my way, and I find that documentaries about horror films have become much more prolific now than, than, than ever before. I think it's, it's such a burgeoning kind of subgenre. What I really loved about your film, though, what I think separates it from the other horror doc- documentaries, it is an intimacy in the film that's really shown between the creation and its creators. And like I said in the in my intro, it takes a community to put a film together. This is very true. But the thing about the Chucky franchise, especially the last several projects, is that family has continued to live on. Certain crew members, certain cast, but on and on and on. Um, when did you realise, as yourself being you know, the daughter of the great Tony Gardner, who does an animatronic puppet, puppeteering on, in, on the Chucky movies, that you realise, like, hey, my dad is part of, you know, this other kind of world, and not only is this world really cool and exciting and, and has great creativity, but it's kind of like a family uh, in its own. 
Um, I probably started to notice that later on in high school. Um, you know, like I love my dad and I think his job is the coolest and his work's the coolest, but you don't really realize like the impact it has on other people. Like I grew up in a small town. I was like the only kid into horror movies and things like that. And so when my dad and I went to a horror convention together when I was in high school and people were asking him for his autograph and things like that, I was like, oh, right. The horror community is this vast community of people who are super dedicated. So that was the first inkling of like, oh, wow, this is I didn't realize the capacity, how big this is. And then um, until I was on set for probably like the cult of Chucky reshoots that were in LA of just realizing because at the time I had already done the the short documentary of this film I believe or I was filming it um so I had gotten to know a few people already and you know it was really intimate and Don and Fiona and my dad were there and just getting to hang out with them I realized okay this I, I went down the right path because this is most definitely a family on and off screen Talking about that short, that was called um, The Dollhouse. So they were released in 2017. I think it was on the, the Cult of Chucky, um, like the uh, extras of, of that release. Um, yes. And the, the desire of that film is, is clearly you want to know more about your your father's work, this world that he he has, and it kind of like all the different familiar, uh, family kind of ties this this franchise has, not only with yourself, but there's, you know, Fiona and, you know, Brad, et cetera. Um, but the decision to expand it, was it always the the, the always the the thought that you would make a feature of this in the short was kind of like the pre the like the start of that or was it you did the short it turned out really well and you said you know there's more i can dive into here yeah the basically the latter of that because uh i yeah i definitely didn't go in with the intention of making uh, like thinking of a feature down the road but it wasn't until like i saw the film's reception at film festivals and chucky fans seem to really be uh, gravitating towards that personal aspect. And I had so much footage on my hard drives already. I was like, the basis for a feature is already here. I should just mm. see what I could do. And if it will, I could create anything with this. I want to talk about uh, Don Mancini. I mean, the man is a Don by name and also I think like a Don by nature as well. He's the godfather of this whole thing, right? He's like yeah. the thread between all this. And not only that, as I kind of like said before, he's this consistent voice. And it's, again, very rare to find this from the initial Child's Play film. He wrote that and through everything else, he's been there as either a writer or a director, uh, producer. Um, what was it like first connecting with him? Because he's kind of like this thread that brings everyone together. He got, he hired your father to do the puppeteering on, on a, I think it was our seat of Chucky, I think it was that your father first worked on. Um, and he's become great friends with everyone on the set. So what was it like first beating him and, and digging into his brain in regards to everything Chucky and this world that he's created on and off the screen? It was really cool to meet Don for the first time. Um, we went to his house, which was also cool because it was like I got to meet these people where where they live and see kind of what they're like. And um, yeah, diving into to Don's history was actually really inspiring because he started this whole endeavor pretty much around the same age that I am now. So it was really um, inspiring to see like what could be created off of just a script um, and people taking chances with you. And then obviously he's fostered those relationships over the years and it's just kept going no matter what position he's held on it. It's been 
his baby. And um, I think that's very, very rare, obviously, in general, but also in horror for the same voices to be behind it. But um, yeah, and and hearing like how fondly he talks about everything. And, you know, you worry because he's been doing this for 30 plus years and in interviewing. Like, of course, I'm going to be asking some questions that he's already been asked before or things like that. And I was a little nervous and he still answers each question as if it was brought to him brand new, which is really cool because I could see people in this business getting tired of that or resentful somehow or things like that. But he really, uh, really loves it and treats it like as a new thing each iteration, which is really cool. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by TeePublic. TeePublic is the world's largest marketplace for independent creators to sell their work on the highest quality merchandise. With over 1.2 million designs, TeePublic is sure to have something you'll love. The Matt's Movie Reviews podcast is brought to you by Amazon. The world's leading online store, Amazon is your first stop to buy a wide range of products at competitive prices with fast delivery times. Amazon is also a world-class entertainment hub that includes Prime Video, Audible, Twitch, Amazon Music, and more. Sign up with Amazon today and experience the best in online shopping and entertainment. Please support Matt's movie reviews on Patreon. Get access to exclusive content, request movie reviews and top 10 lists, and help support my work. Please click on the Patreon link in the description below. I think what's really cool about your documentary as well is that you really make sure that you um, put a focus on just in the professional lives of these of these craftsmen, of these filmmakers and actors. Um, you talk, you do put a spotlight on how much of a sacrifice they make in their personal life to make sure that their professional lives are, are, are looked after. Um, you know, your father's talked about how many times he has to be on sets, like in different states, et cetera, miss out on things. And, and you know, other people have talked about that as well. And, um, you know, I've talked to so many filmmakers, independent filmmakers especially, and a big thread in a lot of, of what they say is the sacrifices made. I mean, they have projects that last several years and they put so many financial and personal stake in that. And I think it's really important that you brought, brought that to the fore. Was that something that you always want to make sure that you presented, that you... As a, as a daughter of, of a, a craftsman in the film industry that you want to present, hey, you know, when dad leaves and he's with his other family, he, there's, there's, he's missing out on something else, and it's something that does weigh heavily on him. Um, um, but he's just trying his best to provide for his family. Yeah, I, it wasn't something like when, as soon as I started the feature that I knew I would be diving into, but in going through the interview footage and things like that, I... I, I then I decided that that was something I really wanted to talk about. Uh, and I got a little nervous because um, some things in Hollywood, air quotations, are mm. like, quote unquote, taboo to talk about or something like that. Like you'll hear a lot of, you know, all, you'll be on a set where so many things were chaotic or some people were inappropriate, but then you don't hear people speaking up about it or talking about things. Or how things could be better. And so I was a little nervous, like, oh, I might be shooting myself in the foot if I'm talking negatively about anything. But it's important, especially in documentaries, that it's authentic. And we can't just like, be a happy family that gets to go see each other. Like, no, the reality is that you're leaving another family behind for several months at a time. And it's hard. So as soon as I knew that that was something I wanted to 
address, I made sure to kind of ask those same questions to anybody else I still had to interview and and make sure we dove into it. Um, when was the first time you, you, you and your father spoke about movie magic? Because in the documentary, you talked about how in um, Cedar Chucky, there's this thing where he gets decapitated on screen, of course. Um, <laughs> and um, how like you as a, as, a, as at your, that age for you, that was like something that was like just really strange. And I would, I wouldn't say the word uh, traumatic to the, to, to, uh, to a certain degree, but it was something that had quite an effect on you. Um, was it around that time that your dad's like, look, this is what I do. This is how it's done. And, um, and when you have, when you get that wisdom, when you get that, insight when you look behind the curtain oz's curtain for example uh what does that do for you as a young person do you start thinking well you know if that happens in that movie i wonder what happens over in this movie in that movie did it kind of start a kind of like a a sort of kind of obsession for you to kind of dive into just exactly how all this works <laughs> yeah i i think really it was if if it hadn't happened before that the instance of me watching seed of chucky and my dad dying was like the big impetus for a conversation of like, this is fake, let's go through it. And you know, when I knew to a certain extent, but my dad had really tried to keep work and home separate, but obviously it's hard. There's bleed over, there's late hours. He has to bring stuff home. And, but we hadn't had that sit down conversation, I think until that seat of Chucky moment. I, and I believe I was around eight at the time. Um, and the more and more I got to be introduced into my dad's realm with how things were and what was fake and those things, uh, I definitely started to look for it in other, especially horror movies or SFX movies, um, and completely desensitized myself to the filmmaking process because I know what's real, what's fake, but also just like how they did it. So, you know, even if you can see that something is fake on screen, like I know what it's probably made out of at this point, which is really cool and helpful now that I've decided to go into filmmaking myself. Speaking of that, the your um you know decision to go into filmmaking, you have this documentary. This, you know, this this is a like a several years in the process with this film coming out now this year. Um, now that this movie's out and people have been watching it in the US, the really good reviews is coming out here in Australia and New Zealand as well. Um, what are you, what's the feelings in regards to what is next for you? Is documentary filmmaking something that you want to um, really focus on? Are you looking at feature films like, like, um, like fiction storytelling? What's the kind of the, uh, the feel that you have right now with the future of your filmmaking career? Yeah, um, documentary filmmaking, I never intended to go into. I kind of fell into it. Uh, when I first graduated college, I was... doing this film obviously and then I got hired to shoot and direct a um like making of the Foo Fighters horror movie Studio 666 that came out last year so hopefully that goes uh into editing at some point and becomes a documentary but uh I would say aside from that I'm going to step away from documentary and I really want to dive into narrative horror and fantasy um and definitely potentially probably get a a short under my belt because it's been a while since i've been in documentary land and then try and tackle first narrative feature for sure well that sounds really exciting because i really like what you brought to this kind of like documentary behind the scenes of horror making sphere as i said in my introduction the, the stuff that you brought to it um, the intimacy of it. And also I thought that the ease that you had your um, interviewees can like, you know, talk about things and such. I think it was a really good uh, kind of skill that you had. And I, and I can't wait to see what 
how you bring those two, two other films in. For everyone listening, April 26th on digital in Australia and New Zealand, Living with Chucky. Um, I've got to emphasize to everyone out there, you don't have to be a fan of horror films or the Chucky films to watch this movie. This movie is not about that necessarily. I mean, that is part of it, but it's about filmmaking as a whole. It's about family of filmmaking. The community comes from filmmaking. I think it's really, it's a really kind of cool um, kind of like say, um, insight into that. And uh, i got to say, Kira, thank you so much, very much for your time. Uh, best of luck with the release here in the, in Australia and New Zealand. And also, um, yeah, I can't wait to see what you're going to have in the future. Whenever you have something up and running, let me know. I'd love to have a look at it and talk to you again. Of course. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me and for your time.